Hello and welcome to Top 5's The Show of Everything. Top 5's presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joey Prati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we just have a baritonal, um, nitrous oxide-infused, riveting, decadent show for you this evening. And I just blew all of my adjectives. I could have spaced <laughs> that out over several shows, but that's okay. Jonathan, how are you doing? Decadent. I friend. like that. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'm good, man. Just uh, starting the week off. It's freaking Tuesday today. Recording on Tuesday. Uh, man, summertime's like just kind of wrapping up, dude. So summertime. Everyone's going back to school and like, yeah, man. Ready for like, I mean, I know it's not the new year, but you know, I feel like it's like a new start to the year or the remainder yeah. of the year. <laughs> but definitely, uh, it's weird that the the school schedule doesn't align with like the calendar like the year. yeah the calendar you year. know like right. yeah because new year feels like you know yeah i yeah <laughs> yeah we don't even have to finish that <laughs> yeah. no no i agree man actually like that would be so much easier on us to be like it's a new year new school new whatever you know but yeah um but yeah I, like as far as the just this year like uh you know some exciting stuff as far as music that's happening for me so i'm like just trying to embrace all of it and um just keep just working at it and uh yeah super excited dude i'm i'm just stoked to be you know the this the studio that i work for we're building a new studio so it's almost completed um and yeah dude just kind of I don't know. Just living in the moment. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. It's, that is beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, Joe, how are you doing, man? Doing all right, man. Um, had another fairly uh, drunken weekend, which was nice. Um, work's been uh, tough. And then I come home yesterday. Get this. I come home yesterday after a very long Monday. Just wanted to kick back. I make dinner. Well, Christine and I make dinner together. Um, and uh, I just don't want it to sound like I did all the work if she ever listens to this, which she doesn't, but that's okay. Um, so <laughs> we make dinner, we sit down to eat and watch TV and I turn on the TV and I turn on the TV and I, I turn on the TV and it's not coming on. Oh no. I'm freaking out. It's the uh, it's my new 4K TV. Yeah, you, you were there for yeah, it when it got delivered. Um, so I unplug it and I plug it back in, and I'm like sitting below the TV, and the light is on on the ceiling, and it's hitting the beam of light is hitting the screen just so that I can see that no, the TV is turning on. The backlight is just fucking like bunk. Oh, what? Yeah, so it's not like projecting at all. You know, so like if you're looking at it straight on, it looks dark and dead. But from a specific angle, you can see, nope, it's on. It's functioning. The screen isn't functioning. Um, so, yeah, spent like an hour on the phone with like, cause I didn't get the Geek Squad um, insurance. I only have like the warranty from Samsung. So I was on the phone with Samsung. And, um, but I do want to give a quick shout out to Big Screen Unlimited here. Uh, I think they're in Monterey or Seaside or something. Um, but they called me today and they're going to try to get the part fixed and have my TV working again in a few days. Um, the guy was very, very generous and, and nice on the phone. Um, so 
shout out to those guys. Thank you. Hopefully it, that works out. Hopefully it, we won't have to go back to Samsung with the problem. Yeah. Keep my fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, dude, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. You've only had that TV for, for only a couple months too. Yeah. April, I think near the end of April it came. Yeah. So yeah, that's been my that, thing right now. Yeah, man. I had a similar situation. I mean, not as crazy as your TV, but I dropped my phone and cracked it like, Last, your new phone? Uh, not my new phone. Sorry, I don't know if we oh, okay. talked about it on the last show, but yeah, I, I finally got my new phone uh, figured out, and uh, yeah, that happened to my phone. My like screen just like stopped working, like completely. Like it was, Jesus, it was like blinking and strobing out. It was like really trippy. But um, man, I was like, well, that I, sucks. Yeah, it's like I can't use this anymore. So uh, I managed to. I had like an old, like an older phone, like just kind of sitting in, in my drawer, and I just kind of booted it up and. At least I can like use the internet and you know kind of text and call people from there. But um, yeah, it's 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 crazy because like you know we had like our episode on technology and stuff like you know we always have uh, you know we we live in such a time of tech and man like we're so lucky to have like stuff like this you know what I mean like growing up and you know and you know we had like tiny TVs and uh, like the earliest computers like it's so crazy but like dude it's the like man, I can't like my TV, dude. I can't. I, can't I know my TV, dude. Yeah, I mean, thankfully we got one in the bedroom. But Bachelor in Paradise was on last night, so Christina had already called dibs. There you go. Yeah. So I came down to the garage, played some Red Dead Redemption, dude. So I, there you go. I just found my copy. I'm gonna have to boot nice. that shit up. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna. Thankfully, my save file is all there. So now I'm just doing like the nitty gritty shit. Yeah. Like tying up all the loose ends. I've got like 75% of the game finished. Damn, so dude. Yeah. It keeps telling me, go home and see your family. But I'm like, no, I know what happens when I go home and see my uh, family. I see. <laughs> Game's fucking over. So, um, yeah. Damn, man. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead. I'm, I'm getting actually really excited for the game. Um, yeah. The new Spider-Man's game. Spider-Man game's coming out pretty soon. So yeah, I'm, I'm like, really stoked for both of those. Oh, dude, I'm just on edge. I'm like, oh, I want some new. <laughs> Although, like, yeah, going back on the PlayStation 3, like, just going back and um, I want to pick up Red Dead again. And uh, I was playing, what was I playing? I was playing Bioshock. That was pretty fun. The, the original one that I think they remastered it for, like, the version that I have. Um, but that was, like, super creepy. And uh, what was the other game I was playing? I was playing... Oh, I, w- I wasn't playing Arkham City, but I was so ra- I was raving about it the whole time to my roommate because <laughs> nice because uh, he brought out like he brought out his PlayStation Three and he has like one of the original kind of like you know with the silver I, I don't know it's like bulky yeah, yeah. And stuff. but it was funny because yeah the the uh, the PlayStation that he had was like sitting in the garage for and he, he stayed with us for like three months um, the, the he was subletting one of the rooms and it was funny when he uh, he like. We finally like mentioned it like we should just bust this thing out like what kind of games he got and he had like black ops and i was like oh, oh nice yeah so it was over <laughs> but um yeah just uh, getting excited for some new games dude some right new on. gaming yeah i can't wait for those two i'm so excited um so freaking excited so do, do we have any like news i'm trying to think of like any news trying to think um there's all this so ooh, trying to think uh, Disney has confirmed, I think, 
I don't know if Disney's come out and said it, but there has been confirmation that uh, Disney will not rehire James Gunn. There's that. Yes. Um, which is a bummer. I I see where they're, yeah. I don't know if I agree with it, but I, yeah, I see where they're coming from. Um, ooh, Danny Boyle just dropped out of uh, Bond 25. What? Really? Yeah. So, And Danny Boyle, I guess, was going to do his... Um, like his own thing. He was going to write and, and direct it. So that's a bummer. Really? Um, I did not know that. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that happened today. Um, so that sucks. Anything else, though? Man. Have you read about anything else? Let's see. Um, ooh. Uh, Lego is coming out with a massive Cloud City Lego set. Oh, my God. Sold. Yeah. Yeah. Sold. Are, are you, is it going to be like Lando and what's his, like his little, like his buddy, the little, the, Oh, the what dude, is that the, guy? Like yeah. Yeah. Guy? Yeah. Fuck. What is his name? I don't know. Oh, I hope they have like the carbonite chamber and everything. I think they do. And like, they've got a little slave one and, um, it's really cool. It's, I'm trying to see if I can send you a picture of this. Um, cause it's, it's like a cross section, kind of like how they did the Death Star. Oh, that's you know what I mean, sick, dude. What? That's huge. Yeah. Whoa, what the hell? Yeah, I want to say it's like almost three thousand pieces or something. Uh, we're gonna so, buy it. I'm gonna drive down there or drive up there. We're gonna buy it. I like we're it. We're gonna do a podcast episode while we're building it. I don't know. <laughs> dude, I would be so down for a Lego episode. Like well, we talked about Legos, but like actually a building episode. Why not? That'd we can even amazing. do a video. We can even do a, a video accompaniment. <laughs> Ooh, Johnny, you're a, ge- a genius. That could be. That's awesome. Uh, oh man, be uh, pretty cool. Uh, dude, that's so cool. I'm so happy. Like Legos, uh, like they're doing that. You know, they're still releasing really cool, you know, model kits and one ones for the for obviously for the children, but also for the adults as well. As far as like model making and. And that's that's always been the great thing about Legos is it really is an all ages toy, dude. It is. Know? It definitely is. Um, have you seen? I think we've mentioned this before, but have you seen um, the thing? The toys? Uh, was it the toys? The toys that made us. Um, I've put it on a few times, but I don't think I've ever actually like focused in and, Watch. and really watched. Which it's something I would be into, but. Um, I'd like to see like more of the nineties, like, Oh dude, Batman and nineties, uh, star Wars. Um, and really if you want to go some nineties power Rangers toys, I might even be into dude. the, the leg, the Lego episodes. Very interesting. Um, yeah. Like it's crazy. Cause the, like for so many years, like Legos existed, <coughs> but they've like managed to keep like the core, um, like, not, I guess like core message of like Lego, but also even the, like the actual brick itself. Yeah. And like, you know, like I would say in the nineties we had like different, you know, kind of, uh, <coughs> excuse me, different, um, you know, like Lego sets that came out. There was like the Bionicles. I remember those. And, Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then like, it just got to the point though, where they were like releasing Legos with like just, just pieces that would replace kind of the ones that you built. And, um, and I, I I believe at that time, Lego almost went bankrupt. And so this is 
Yeah, oh, it's crazy, dude. Okay. So watch it. Like, there's a really cool thing about it, and that's when they realize that like we got to take it back to how we originally did it, the original brick building stuff. That's it. That is the core. And licensing franchises. And licensing franchises, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. That 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 definitely kept kept them afloat, but also just like re. Like just re-looking at how you know the the fun and like the core kind of uh, value of like what Lego represents. So it's yeah freaking interesting and like how they started That's out cool. too. Like and how the brick has evolved and all that stuff. So um, I like that. Yeah, it, it's in, it's incredible and like um, I think now and they you know they mentioned the bankrupt thing, but I think they're they're building like a bigger uh, Lego like headquarters right now um nice in europe so it's like yeah it's it's pretty nuts dude like that you know some like thinking lego could go bankrupt i'm like holy shit like no well, way it's kind of what think about marvel going bankrupt yeah dude. because they did in the 90s and that's why they sold off all the important movie rights um it's why x-men are at fox and spidey's at sony like it's crazy to think that companies that huge you'd think too big to fail but yeah i guess not so that is super interesting, man. So pretty like, crazy. Um, and then, you know, I guess, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but I guess the Fox and Disney deal. It sounds like it's going through. It I, like I feel bad for a lot of the people at Fox, man. Cause yeah. I guess the deal won't be complete until 2019. I want to say maybe January of 2019. And people are like, I feel like, do I keep working on my stuff or cause it sounds like Disney's going to just dismantle the fucking studio, yeah. which is a bummer. Take Fox over. has been around for 83, 84 years. Um, but it sounds like they'll probably keep like Fox searchlight, which does like the awardy, you know, art house type fucking pictures. Um, but probably the rest of it will get just be franchise machine. You yeah. Know? Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's also rumors like, I don't like Disney's empire. You, you know, it sounds like secretly they're trying to get Kathleen Kennedy out of Lucasfilm. And, yeah. um, so, I mean, it's just like, it's almost this so tight of a grip that it's starting to cause chaos within, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hope it's cause it's, at this point they're almost a monopoly. It's you know, it's like, pretty nuts, dude. I mean, like, and then and then, ju- like, and then this whole thing with their streaming service, like that that is gonna be, oh my the god, the big one, dude. That's gonna be the big one. That's gonna be everyone. I mean, I'm I'm gonna already sign up for that shit, dude. Like, I don't I don't want to fucking do it, man. I know. I want to give them my money. And you know, I just realized but. I'm signed up for like Hulu, Netflix. I just like looked at my my uh, like my bills at the end of the month for all my like streaming stuff. I'm like, holy shit! Like I'm I'm paying like almost like cable TV right now. <laughs> like yeah, it's kind of funny bad. how it's gotten that it's way. It's real right? bad. So, but I mean, uh, I do I do yeah. love all the content that mo- you know most of the platforms provide. But like shit, it's it's kind of interesting time. Um, it is being able to I guess choose the kind of content, but at the same time, like there's so much content out there. That you know, like I, I could see Disney, like Disney, yeah, and I think that's why they made that move with Fox, is to get hold of some of their properties too, so they can have them on their streaming service and 
uh, yeah. be able to do something because like I that. think Fox has a stake in Hulu, so then they would have Disney would have Hulu. Oh man! And it's like, well, why do you need your streaming service? Holy crap! So I mean, that's pretty nuts, dude. God, yeah, that's kind of daunting, like kind of scary, right? Disney. I don't. I don't like it. I really don't like it. Emperor Mick. It's like Disney will f- like be the empire in the end, right? Oh my god! They'll turn us back into some like nineteen fifties. Meow. I don't know. Meow. <laughs> 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 I don't know where I was going with that. So I thought I'd make a noise instead. Um, but yeah, man. But yeah, man. It's crazy. It's, it's nuts. crazy. I. I'm. I. I. I do hope for the best, though. I mean. I, I want to definitely see some some original content. Yeah, on, on Disney's channel, and, and you know, of, of course, they're gonna have like the Star Wars franchise branch off into their shows. I think they announced the um, Clone Wars shows coming back. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff happening for Disney. Uh, yeah, man, it's kind of crazy. Although, did you hear the? Um, you know, they're uh, what's it called. Andy Serkis was doing the that Jungle Book movie. Did you hear? Oh, please tell me that's canceled. Please. Uh, interesting. They are actually moving. They're releasing it on Netflix, so no theater. Release. Oh wow! Yeah. So Man, we just, do we really need it? Do we really need it? Like we just had Disney's Jungle Book. Yeah, it, and it, like, it was quite interesting the timing, and yeah. uh, even I, I could tell like. Especially with the cast and everything. And actually, for both films, it's a pretty good cast for both films. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's just with John Favreau's rendition of it, it's become, I guess, the norm. Like, everyone's so used to that. And I think the one he's trying to do is kind of like a darker kind of take on it. Yeah. Closer to the... But still, it's like, Andy Serkis, just, just act, dude. You're not a bad actor. You don't need the dots on your face to be turned into some creature or... S- Something like yeah. just, just act, just fucking act, just dude. act, man. Um, That's why I love. I love. At one point, the... he wanted to do Animal Farm. Oh man! Like, and it's like, I can we just do like a two D cartoon of Animal Farm and call it a day? Like, really? <laughs> that's all we need. That's why. Um, I, that's why I liked him in the Prestige because it, it was so great to like see him just be be there as an, as a physical actor. Yeah, and, and he's good. He's really he good. He is good. Yeah. He is good, and um, you know, no, 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 nothing. I would say in offense. To I, I'm curious to see this movie, and now it's gonna be on Netflix. Um, you know, interest. I know, in the back of people's minds, they're obviously gonna be comparing, you know, John Favreau's versus his. Yeah, just, oh yeah, it's just kind of a given, unfortunately, with the timing. But and uh, the fact that the other one was so well received. Well received, like you the know, way, like the way people they, loved it. Yeah. So uh, I am curious, so I'm going to check it out. And, uh, but that's just an interesting, I guess, to kind of circle back to like streaming and platforms and stuff. Like, you know, that, those deals are happening where these kind of films are being offered up on the plate of Netflix, you know? And you know, I'm sure they got like a pretty sweet deal for distribution as far as you know, having it on Netflix and whatnot. Um, but you know, depending on the studio, maybe they thought it wouldn't have performed very well in the theater theatrical release. There's mm. no, I don't have any facts on that, but you know, I, I would say that that's kind of my well, the vibe I'm getting from it. But uh, that makes sense. At the same time, now it's going to be you know, if you have a Netflix subscription, 
you'll be able to see it and you know judge it for yourself and whatnot and I think that's kind of cool too that 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 future of filmmaking and and being able to have original movies you know distributed on on a service like Netflix and being able to see that kind of content on there yeah I don't I know I, I, I see the I, uh, both sides I see the both sides on it yeah and I I you know, I'm stoked when a movie is like, oh, what? I don't have to go to the theater. But it's at the same time, like, I want to want to go to the theater. It's a theater experience, you know what I mean? man. I freaking yeah, love it, dude. like, your trailer, your movie should make me want to leave my house. And I can't remember the last time I actually wanted to leave my house to go see a movie. Dude, I went um, to go see uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp at the yeah. this place, the Vista Theater in um, in uh, Hollywood. It's so nice, dude. It's It, it was such a classic-looking, like, Hollywood-type theater. And it's it's kind of got, got this like Egyptian theme to it. So it's like little like nice. uh, you know statues and stuff. But it, it was like that experience, that feeling of just like going to. And even though they were showing just the one movie in that one theater for like a couple hours, or whatever, uh, just having that experience was so refreshing, and it it made me excited for the movie. And it's just the whole experience you have, man. You know, like, yeah. Like I could compare it to streaming services, man. Like. We had that experience going to to rental like rental places, video rental stores. Yeah, yeah. Being able to you know read read up, look at the tr- you know uh, you know almost take a gamble on some movies sometimes. Like it, it really oh, big time, it yeah. really is a moment where you you know you it's a like a ritual. Like you go to the you go to the video store and. For anyone in our audience who's like younger than Joey and I, <laughs> there used to be places where you used to rent videos and VH. Oh, beautiful, v- beautiful places, dude. It was so awesome. Man. Were, were you a Blockbuster guy? I was a Hollywood Video guy. I, I think Blockbuster was. I think that was the closest one to our house. But I remember okay, when we used yeah. to like when I would hang out with you. Like you would go. To, we would go to Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Video, and then um, what was the? There was like another one, right? Like uh, oh, on John Daly. Or like yeah, right when Shit. you get off. Um, Ultimate video. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. They they accused my dad of stealing one time, and we never went back. What? <laughs> yeah, my oh, dad. Your my dad, dad would not steal. Your dad would never do that. <laughs> yeah, he was so fucking angry, dude. Um, I'll never forget that. And it's like fuck. I like this place. It's two floors. Oh, um, see, see, that's what's cool, man. Yeah. Experience. So, like, yeah. yeah, it's so crazy. Like now to think, like. I mean, I have so much trouble trying to find something to fucking watch now on... Yeah, same. On streaming. And it's because dude. everything is at our fingertips. It you is. You can't, like, narrow anything down. Like, just today, I was at work, and I've been recommended three shows already to watch. And I'm like, that sounds so awesome, but I just don't know if I'll have the time, like, to find the time to... The time and the focus and... Focus. Uh, yeah. All of it, yeah. So, it, we the different times we live in these days, but... Uh, yeah. It's gonna be very interesting to see the the kind of trajectory of like where streaming goes and where we're, we're also like you know the theater and films go you know as far as the theater experience, um, you know uh, again kind of circling back to Movie Pass like that model seemed too good to be true and it was too good to be true, but at the same time like wow that like I was I enjoyed going to the, the movies because I you know I had something to look forward to and. And, and not worry too much about like, oh shit, it's going to cost like 20, you know, I usually never really worry about the, the money side of it, but you know, if it, it gave me a chance to like willingly go to more films and experience more films. Uh, unfortunately, movie pass, I think is pretty much bankrupt by now. Dunzo. So. 
Um, yeah, it's some yeah. company will figure it out one day. Um, I mean, I, I know some of the like, there's like AMC and like they're trying to do like their kind of thing program deal right. kind of thing. But it, it's very interesting times, dude. Like for media and how we're kind of being exposed to it and getting it yeah. in our veins. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so yeah, man. But uh, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. I'm gonna transition to my top five. I know this is like not. This is probably Ooh. not related at all. But all right, hey, let's, man, let's hear it. Sometimes you have some food and you have some movies. Uh, I'm hoping we didn't, haven't done this one yet. I just feel like we have. We've done so many top fives. Joey, have. I I had a nice sandwich today. Ooh. It was from. Uh, it was from Subway. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, that's. Is that possible? You had a nice sandwich from <laughs> Subway. I was I was being a little sarcastic on that one, but uh, Joey, what are your top five favorite sandwich joints, like sandwich places? And if you want, you can also mention the sandwich you usually get there. Sean, you coy son of a bitch. Um, well, number one is going to be Little Lucas. You know, uh, right there on, is that San Bruno Ave? San Bruno, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, you wait for 45 minutes to an hour in this tiny, tiny little place and um, little Sicilian women scream at you (laughs) and get very annoyed with you if you're not ready. But it is the best sandwich. I mean... I I think you'll agree with it. I'm guessing that's probably yes, it might be close to one, your number dude. one if it is yeah. not the number one. Yeah, it is really good. Um, it's that spread too, man. The spread, the garlic pesto spread. Oh, oh my god. My god. Um, yeah, I haven't had their sandwiches in probably a couple years actually. Um, but Christine and I talk about it all the time. They're like, we're like, next time we're in the city, we're gonna stop at Lucas, and then we we don't, we forget. But um, I've been. It's been on my mind. It really has been on my mind. I was just thinking about them, so, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's that sauce. That's so, bread. So good. So fucking good. What's, um, what's your usual uh, sandwich you get there? Oh, I'll do either like a roast beef or a salami turkey. Yeah. Provolone. Provolone yeah. too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't go heavy with anything else. Like I hate pickles. I hate, you know, I'll do lettuce, tomato. Yeah. And then I'll put chips inside the sandwich. Oh hell yeah, dude! And the sandwich you gotta are, give it that crunch, dude. The sandwiches are They're so big massive. too, gigantic. Um, but yeah, so that's Little Lucas, man. I can't recommend it enough. There's another one in Burlingame, but that's that's not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Little Lucas number two. It's a place called Spread in Campbell, California. Uh, my brother and sister-in-law took us here. And it is amazing. They have this one uh, sandwich called the Dirty, or it was just called the Duchess. Um, and I, you know what? I can't even think of what is actually on it at the moment, other than it's delicious and great. And my brother-in-law, like, got a customized version of it, and they, I think it got added to the menu, and it's the Dirty Duchess. Oh, what? Um, That's cool. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome. And they got tons of beer on tap. Um, it is a very cool place. Nice. So... Yeah. Um, Sandwiches and beer, man. That's where it's at. You really can't go wrong. You really can't. (laughs) Um, Number three, I'm going to go Ike's. It's a chain, but what are you going to do? Ike's Sandwiches is 
pretty damn good. Ike sandwiches in love, and I get the uh, the Joe Montana no avocado. Yeah. Um, so it's I think yeah, chicken something sauce. It's so good. Um, number four. Ooh, Mundos. In fact, I'm going to put Mundos at number three and Ike's at four. Ah, okay. Um, Mundos, it's a tiny little hole in the wall on Fremont, uh, right by the record store that I like, Siren. And um, they have another one in downtown Monterey, but it just doesn't compete. And we get um, um, Argentinian tri-tip. Whoa, what? So good. Is that is, so Do they like good. cut that? Like, Do they have it like on a... I don't know. Um, you don't really see the sandwiches being made. Yeah. But um, it's all super fresh, super good. Um, and it's got chimichurri on it. It's oh fucking amazing. God, it's so good, so dude. good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mundo's. Check it out next time. I'll Mundo's. take you yeah. when you're here. Um, and number five, this is, you know, sorry for this one, but Whole Foods, dude. Um yeah, yeah, they have a good sandwich. I love just a good, fresh, whole food sandwich. Like, it just makes me feel clean and wonderful. And, um, yeah, we went Sunday morning. I wake up, and Christine's like, you want to go to Big Sur? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we finally go to Big Sur, and it's just so crowded. You know, we drive for, like, 45 minutes to get there. And yeah. It was just too crowded. We get to the restaurant, and they're like... Um, we're like, oh, you have tables outside. Can we sit outside? They're like, oh, yeah, you can sit out there, but we don't serve out there. So you can order to go and then sit out there. Here's a menu. So we find a steak sandwich that we really want. And we order it. Or Christine goes to order it because I'm outside with Marty. Yeah. And um, they go, oh, yeah, this menu, we're not serving any of this for another hour. Ah, So we're on. like, what the fuck? So we get back in the car. We drive a little further south to um, this place we love called uh, Nepenthe. But there wasn't even a spot open in the parking lot. So we just... Oh, man. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of craving a, a Whole Foods sandwich. <laughs> Whole Foods so we, yeah. <laughs> we, we just went to fucking Whole Foods, dude. Heck yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. Whole Foods has got like... It's it's on the pricer side, like, but they're... Uh, they're uh, it is. We call it, like they're kind of buffet style or not buffet style, but like you can like yeah, load I mean, up. It, it, yeah, yeah, you can, totally. Like, you can load up on some food there, and um, and your Amazon Prime, right? Because you get ten percent off now. What? Um, Yo, because really? Amazon bought Whole Foods. Oh, so they have these little they have these little scanners when you're checking out, and if you have the Whole Foods app, you can scan that and you get ten percent off. I think overall, um, and then certain things that you buy may or may not have deals attached to them. Got you. What? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. It's pretty cool. It's pretty uh, cool. Whole foods trip soon. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dude. I like your list, man. I, I share your number one little Lucas right on, uh, that spread sauce is freaking amazing. I wish I could just like have that on every sandwich that I have in right? order. And they have like, I think a, I've bought like a thing of it before. Oh dude, they sell. Oh my God. They sell, they sell it. They sell it. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. dude. I might have to like make that trek next time and then freaking buy like I, a couple of those. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth <laughs> it, man. Uh, uh, Josh Cole used to drive from Travis Air Force Base in Fairfield all the way to Little Lucas. No way. Back. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, shout out to uh, shout out to Josh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Damn, that's that's the sandwich worth driving for. I feel like yeah. I'm now. I'm thinking about it. Like if I had like that free day, I would freaking, whew, I would <laughs> truck it up there, dude. <laughs> Hell um, yeah! But th- I remember Little Lucas. They had like a. There was like other spread too, right? There was like a spicy kind of spread they had, I think. Yeah, there was well, something. I thought, the, I thought the one it was spicy, no? Maybe a different one. I, it was some something else. I remember like a oh, okay, like a red or like kind of a uh, darker kind of sauce. Oh wow! And it, I can't. It might I can't be. Picture it. it might be on a specific sandwich they have there, so maybe that's the thing. Oh okay. Um, but I, I usually I I'm kind of a simpleton. I, I like to get just the like spicy Italian kind of like. You know, salami yeah. and, and you know all that stuff and cheese mostly. I'm a I'm a Swiss cheese guy. I think. But You're Swiss. I'm provolone. Provolone. If if the if it calls if the sandwich calls for it, I'll definitely try it out for sure. Hell yeah. Um. So I got little Lucas as number one. Um. Number two. This is probably the best Philly cheese steak sandwich I've ever had. It's this oh, place. Fucker. <coughs> Excuse me. It's this Good place. You. Thank you. Uh, this place called Booze um, in, uh, I'm trying to remember what street it's on. Somewhere on Sunset District in Hollywood. I don't know, man. Somewhere in Hollywood. But right uh, th- They are a chain, I, I believe. So it's um, Booze uh, Philly Cheesesteak, man. And talk about like, the br- like okay, you know, the bread, I always feel like the bread is like the most important part of a sandwich. It really, it's way fucking up there, yeah. It, it really sets like the <laughs> this is so silly the tone, the tone of like how you're gonna eat. But like it, it is, does, dude. Though. You know, like if you have yeah. like a you know like a baguette versus like a you know a big sourdough or or uh, Dutch crunch, you're, you're gonna have a very different experience. Yeah, it's it's true. So like with Philly cheesesteaks, the way uh, one they the the steak and just the thin cut steak and they. The way they do it, man, is just so good. And, it, you know, if you go there and, and get it fresh and, you know, it's it, they're so fast and quick. And I realize it's the freaking bread they use, man. Because you got to think about Ooh. it. Like, Philly cheesesteak, it's kind of messy, dude. It's it's melted totally. cheese. It's, you know, probably some of the, gre- the grease from the meat. So it gets soggy. But, like, the bread they have, I don't know what. I forgot. What, it's like some sort of, like, potato. I don't know what. I'm not good with bread terms or whatever. But... It's not like a hard bread. It's definitely, you know, a softer bread and with like kind of like these garlic kind of like uh, sprinkles on it, I guess would be the word. You know, like how Domino's does their like crust? Yeah. Kind of very like in the same vein. Very nice. But but it's so it feels super soft and you would think it would like collapse right there and then after a couple bites. I'm telling you, dude, the bread they have for this place, it just keeps everything in place. So by the time you're done with your sandwich, you're like to the very end. You don't even feel anything, dude. It's not it's not dripping all over you. It's the perfect That's wonderful. Perfect sandwich experience. And Fuck. they do um they do uh like the chicken, like chicken, grilled chicken kind of cheese, and then they also do steak and cheese. And then they have um they have like choices of sauces and whiz cheese, which is like that nacho cheese stuff. Whiz cheese. Whiz cheese, man. That that is like their staple for that place. And I'm Fuck. I'm not kidding, dude. It's probably one of the best fucking sandwiches I've ever had. It's so good. Um, you just reminded me of another one I totally forgot on my list. I would totally scratch Whole what, Foods. What? It, oh, what would it be, dude? What is it? It was a Philly cheesesteak, but it was fucking uh, filet mignon. Ooh, damn! It was Forge in the Forest um, in Carmel. 
it was a special. They don't have it all the time. And when they do, I go bonkers for it. Whoa, but dude. It's this, so good, dude. Philly cheesesteak, man. And that's one of those sandwiches I have, like, it's like once in a blue moon kind of sandwich. I don't... Yeah. You know, and you, I barely think of it as a sandwich. I think of it, like, as its own As its own thing, thing right? And, like, it definitely is a different kind of, like, experience, I guess. Um, you know, like, most sandwich, You know, most of the sandwiches we get, we, like, cold cut kind of sandwiches. And, yeah. You know, you know, just kind of have it as it is. Um, and just the way they, I guess they, they put it together and all that stuff. But yeah, there's something about Philly cheesesteaks, dude. Oh, it's so good. And you can get it with like onions or peppers or whatever. I get it pretty like plain cause I just like just the traditional, just how it is. So, Hell so yeah. yeah, that's booze. Uh, try to remember I'll, maybe in the like B O O apostrophe S B yeah. B O O apostrophe S. I think it's just right. called booze. I think, uh, I don't know if they have like. Philly che- I'm sure the Philly cheese is like their tagline or whatever. Um, right. So that's one place. And then actually I have another place as my third one, uh, this place called Philippe's. And uh, again, somewhere in, in, I'm so bad at locations in Los Angeles, guys. Uh, I've been like living here for a couple of years and I still don't know where everything is, but we'll definitely have some Just half a decade. Yeah. We'll definitely have a little tag <laughs> on our description and everything uh, to kind of get you guys in the direction of these places. But Philippe's is yeah. like one of the oldest, um, one of the oldest like restaurants in, in like that downtown area of Los Angeles. Uh, and they're especially, uh, one of the oldest, it's like a hundred years old, dude. Uh, or not hundred years old. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> Probably not. Is it a F E L I P E? Yes. Apostrophe S. I'm going to, I'm going to look this up real quick here, but the, their sandwiches. So their, their staple sandwich is the, uh, is the um, the French dip sandwich with the au jus Ooh, sauce? And fuck. what I remember from uh, Philippe's, I'm trying to get this right here. Uh, what I remember about Philippe's is uh, it's one of the oldest restaurants in Los Angeles, but it's it's one of the the oldest family owned restaurants. So like it's been passed on generation to generation for God knows how long. So that's really cool, which is is cool, cool. which like, I'm sure that means they've kept like the consistency of like the, uh, the, um, you know, the, how they make the sandwiches and it's cool. It's like cafeteria style. So you, you like, you like line up, you order and they like immediately, by the time you get to the register, they like give you your order on a plate. Uh, Philippe's was established and it's spelled P H I L I P P E. I was way off. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> they were so uh, they were established in 1908 yeah that's rad and uh yeah it's been owned by this family for like just generations so yeah and it, it's cool it's like family style cafe style you just kind of go and and just uh enjoy the you know everything there and it's really cool man i i was um i was really impressed with it and I don't know. There's something about like the the French dip sandwich that I really like. Yeah, I think uh, if you get like a really good one with the juice and you you're taking like Ooh. this, especially if you have like maybe like say something like sourdough, and it's kind of like on the harder side, and you just put that in there. It's just like so easy to eat. Yeah. And then uh, you know have that with beer or something. So good. <laughs> so Philippe's uh, locations pending. I'm sure they're just. Uh, I just consider. Anything in downtown LA, downtown LA. Like, 
even in, even in Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know specific streets. There's only the specific ones I know. Um, so that's one. And then uh, I've got the last two. I've got uh, Lee's Baguette Sandwiches. Uh, they do the. They're a franchise. Lee's. Um, I, th- I don't know if they're LA based. I, like I've only seen them out here. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of them. Yeah, they're it's kind of interesting. They're they are modeled after like they call them bon mi sandwiches, which are uh, I think it's Thai, I believe, and it's usually made with a baguette, and then they put like radishes, uh, jalapenos, like lettuce. It's like a very simplified like baguette sandwich, and I I would say I guess it's from like the it. I've seen it mostly in Thai restaurants, so I think it just kind of like it's de- it's derived from uh, like a Thai that Thai kind of thing, and and I think it's the way they make they do their meat. So the ones I've had usually are like pork based, um, but they're like marinated in like some just some good like I don't know what it is, dude. It's some there's something about like the meat they have, like the marinade they make for like Thai food, and it's just like on the like really like sweet, well, not like super sweet, but it's got a lot of flavor to it. For sure, and it just, right and if it's when it's right off the grill and just like kind of like a grilled cheese, uh, like a um, uh, grilled cheese sandwich, but also a uh, Philly cheese sandwich, like right there on off the grill, like it's super hot, like it's all right there for you. Um, and it's just it's one of those sandwiches like they're so easy to eat, like you could just get a baguette, like a baguette sandwich is kind of long, but like you can just power down that thing and like feel like nice and full. So, um, and their iced coffee is actually really good. They have a pretty good coffee or iced latte or whatever. Um, I'm sure it's full of sugar, but there's something, there's a, I think it's like the, uh, maybe it's Vietnamese. I'm sorry if I'm getting these mixed up, but, um, you son of a bitch. I'm so bad by locations today, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like the, the, I've seen like Vietnamese coffee before where it's, it's like, I don't know if you've had it. It's, it's like a little bit on the sweeter side. Um, I think so. I, it's very interesting flavor and taste, and I kind of like it, but it's definitely like a lot sweeter than I think we try to make our coffee out here. So, um, but that's kind of like the staple: their sandwiches and the, the iced coffee. So, uh, nice. these sandwiches, um, closest one to me is like maybe like ten minutes away. So I, cool. I go there. I frequent that place often, and then I ha- also have Ike's as number five, dude. You know, nice being uh you know I, th- I remember up in the bay area like uh i'm trying to remember the same i always i was very traditional man i always probably got like just kind of a either roast beef like sandwich or like a you know like a like an italian kind of style sandwich uh I, I haven't been there in a while so that's why that's why i'm like it's on the end of my list but i know like i really like their sandwiches so i might have to like just cu- go up and you know kind of find you know a, a place to to have like sandwich and and enjoy, dude. Try something different. We got we got one right here uh, in Monterey. Hell yeah, dude. And yeah. it's the old Monterey. Where, where is it located? Um, right next to like Pete's. Oh, nice. So it's like so, yeah. oh, super close, dude. That's cool. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad at all, dude. So yeah, dude. <laughs> those are the sandwiches that I, I was just... I had a sandwich at Subway today, and I, I know like Subway's not on the list because... They're I, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about like some of my favorite sandwiches that I have, and for for a person like me, you know, I'm always on the go, and you know, sometimes you're just kind of looking for that that like nice. Usually, I, I gravitate towards sandwiches during the lunchtime. That's just, yeah, that's just me. 
And like, sometimes you just have that moment where you're just like, man, I want a nice sandwich. I want something to really fill me up, but also not like, just feel like ugh, super on your, on your ass or whatever. But, <laughs> and it's cool. Cause every sandwich is different and there's just something about all those little pieces working together. And it's, and then of course your personal taste, dude, like you kind of build like a different taste for sandwiches over the years and, you know, and the places you've tried and, and whatnot. So. Um, yeah, it's always interesting to try out God. other places' sandwiches and kind of compare them to the different, you know, how they make them, and you know. And I'm thinking of so many more like sandwich places now. It's it, like, I always grab. There's so many good ones too. Yeah, especially like I know some of them are franchised, but like some of the mom and pop shop places, like those are like where it's at too. Would you okay? Would you consider a panini a sandwich? Oh fuck! That opens everything. I know. I was like, I was trying to, I was trying to dwindle it down. I was like, do they do these certain things count towards this? I guess it would be a sandwich in a way. Man, it's absolutely that counts. And now, oh man, I could rethink this whole thing. Um, man, yeah. There's a place. There's two places in PG that do like killer paninis, and one of them does a meatball panini. Oh what? meatball yeah but i don't i can't even think of the name of this place it's a long name and it's like italian or something that sounds um, so interesting a it's meatball so good panini. so fucking good dude i've had a meatball sandwich before but a panini would be very interesting it takes it to a whole other level what to a whole other level yeah um i had a i had the best chicken sandwich of my life in england what um, really at Chatsworth of all places, the uh, coriander chicken sandwich. It was so good. <laughs> um, and yeah, that hit the spot. Christine has made them since like we've ne- we'd never had coriander before. And so like that's become a dish, you know, yeah. um, <clears throat> in Scotland, there was like nothing to eat, uh, you know, for <laughs> like me. And, um, there, we, we ducked into this one cafe and it was the sand, the sandwich was perfect. Cause it was baguette. Uh, I forget what kind of cheese now. Fuck. What kind of cheese was it? It was a good, like glob of cheese and bacon and that's it. Oh, what? It was just bacon. It was bacon and brie, bacon, brie baguette, bacon, bacon and brie. Wow, I've never, I don't think I've seen so that. so good, dude. Combination before. That's freaking... So fucking good. It kind of makes me want to, to start, like... You know, I used to make, like, sandwiches for, like, school and stuff, right? And that's, like... Yeah. That's, like, okay, I mean, you could definitely... There's definitely a choice there as far as, like, what you want to buy and stuff like that. You know, but I usually tend to do the traditional, like, the white bread and, like, mayo mustard. You know what I mean? Like, um, but sometimes, sometimes when I, I'm feeling saucy... I, uh, I, I like to buy, you know, like some sourdough and like try some different stuff. And like, totally. that sounds super interesting. Like I've never tried those two together. Dude, it's, it was fire and it was exactly what we needed. Like, cause everything was just too, yeah. yeah. Um, it, what you're describing though reminds me, do you remember the show Robin big? Um, yeah. I want to say it's Robin big, um, where he sets out to make the most expensive grilled cheese. I don't remember. Oh, I think I remember that one. It's been so He gets long. like finest bread, finest, finest cheese. cheese. <laughs> like, it's like a thousand dollar grilled cheese sandwich what? that he winds up making. Yeah. What? But I want to do that. 
Yeah, why not, dude? Just spend like your your just your paycheck for the month. Your on, month, yeah. On a crazy sandwich, that will probably doesn't sound like a bad plan to me. You know what? I think maybe that's the next thing I'm gonna do. When I get paid next, I'm gonna buy some materials for a killer sandwich that I wanna make. Although, like, man, having that Philly cheese though, it's like, man, if I can figure out a way to make that at home, oh, it's dude. over, dude. It is man. over. But uh, God, I don't, I, I don't even know where I stand on my top five right now. Like, Little Luke is definitely staying the top. Spread has got to be on there. Forge in the forest. It changed. Oh, uh, Chatsworth, Mundo's. Yeah, I, it's crazy. It's gonna change. I, I feel like, especially not like. I mean. I'm sure there's more sandwich places out there that will pop up. In our there might be one or two other sandwich places out there. But no one that can be. Uh, Little Lucas, man. I always just think that. Little Lucas, yeah. And you know what? Yeah. Some sandwiches go freaking soggy and shit the next day. Little Lucas sandwich the next day, still freaking great, Still dude. mostly okay. Still, oh, yeah. Still mostly okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I know it's the bread. The bread definitely is the key. As far as yeah. keeping the freshness, too. Um, I get bread that usually sogs up overnight. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's been the key for my sandwich uh, eating lately. I save the sandwich, <laughs> but I save it for a couple hours later. I, I never really have it kind of laying out or in the fridge because I always get soggy and stuff. So best time to get a, a sandwich is eat it right there and then. Oh, hear me. Or you can just save it for a couple, you know, it could be a couple minutes, a couple hours. I don't know. Yep, Exactly. But, Sandwiches are the shit, dude. That's they are probably how I got part of my, part of through like for uh, college <laughs> sandwiches. But <laughs> good sandwich, Man. good sandwich. It's true. It's hard to beat. It's really hard to beat. It's hard to beat, yeah. It's like it's like the working man's food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good list, Shawnee. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm all hungry now. Shit. I know, dude. Um, <laughs> by the way, all all these places are getting free promotion. Um, so you're welcome, but, um, you have reached an imaginary audience. Um, all right, Shawnee, I have a musically attuned top five for you. Ooh, more music. Yes. Yes. Um, so when I was really drunk Friday night, um, I was at the bar, Alfredo's in downtown Monterey and, uh, ghost riders in the sky came on. Oh man. And, uh, I was like, oh, man, I haven't heard this song in years. And um, just got to thinking about Johnny Cash. And I don't think we've... Johnny I mean, Cash. Johnny Cash is probably my all-time favorite musical artist. Um, I love him. So, and we've never done a top five. So, Shawnee, what are your top five all-time favorite Johnny Cash songs? Oh, man. Ah, oh, it's hard to, like put them all in order i think i mean i, I feel like his body of work has been so uh, it ranges five decades it, yeah it, it's definitely a big discography uh, just a, yeah. a lot of music um of course you know johnny cash being able to to span his career and and you know obviously write music and and be alive for that time is is in itself highly fascinating as and you know as, as far as as a uh, someone to go down as a as a musical legend I would say, you know, he, it is well-deserved and, um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I always like cocaine blues. Like that's always going to be, Ooh, that's right always going to be a fun one. Uh, 
I'm going to probably say most of the ones that we play together uh, as the sex effects are, are always a blast to play because they're so fun. And uh, there's a lot of uh, what I like about Johnny Cash is, you know, his lyrics are very emotional, but very like there's a lot of imagery in there. And you can yeah. you can really see the story setting up and uh, like Cocaine Blues, like it's just all there. Like this is such a story and like you can picture everything going down. Um Ah oh, man. I mean Folsom Prison. Oh, this is so many good songs, dude. I, I know you, Joey is like Joey has studied Johnny Cash. Uh, so you probably have a, a bigger grasp on his on his musical uh you know all his work. Uh, I, I can tell you that my top five right now is not even uh, the top, I could, I could tell you my top three, but the only way I was able to get to five is by structuring it in a, in a certain oh, way. Interesting. Cause so it's, I, you know, it's, it, I had to do, I had to do something like that. I couldn't just give you my five favorite Johnny Cash songs. Cause that is impossible. It, it is pretty hard. Uh, yeah. I think the ones that I just, I really know as his staple songs are the ones that we play together that are really fun to play and are really engaging and, um. Yeah. So I mean, Folsom. Ah, oh, fuck, man. Yeah, Folsom Prisms. Uh, prison is, is freaking. Again, it's a lot of fun. Again, a lot of imagery. You know. I hear a train coming. It's just so like, oh my god, dude. And, and it's driving yeah. a lot. I love. That's what I loved about his music was it was so, you know. And this is before you know, like you know, it's it, it's so. Uh, um driving like there's just like yeah especially with Folsom, like a train sharp like a razor yeah no seriously dude like like even in Folsom prison uh he, you know even that first line i hear the train to come in it's it's like it's like his band was like a train like just constantly yeah. going you know on 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 all the I, ways, you know i liken it to very very ancient punk rock dude i was you know, i was about to say because dudes yeah three dudes who couldn't play it, it was so like at the core of what punk is you know even though yeah. we don't, like you know i'm sure most people wouldn't associate johnny cash as a, as a punk artist but the the ideal of like punk and like coming from you know not you know not knowing about music too much and just and just really diving into like how you felt and how you really wanted to express um, using two maybe three or four chords to to do your entire song right, right? It, uh, yeah. but it's, it's just amazing like uh, as far as him being having that career and and being able to write some really solid songs. Um, yeah. So those, like those two, like definitely come to mind Folsom prison and, uh, and, um, cocaine uh, blues, cocaine blues, uh, man. Oh my God. I, you know, I always get, I always get pretty emotional when I hear, uh, his, I mean, I know it's not his original work, but the hurt, yeah. um, I think we talked about you can, especially with that record, you can hear a lot. You can hear his, all his like age and emotion and just like all that weight on him. You know, like it's it's so interesting how that record and and especially that song. You know, kind of that kind of collaboration with that. Um, it it almost like it, it didn't like sum up Johnny Cash. That's not probably the best way to say it, but you really felt like I think. Yeah, you you really felt like yeah. wow, this is the sum of all his parts as far as like his trajectory as a career and as a as a as a musical artist and a writer, 
and 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 living for so long through that, you know, as his career, he's he's pretty much grown. He's grown in, in age throughout his whole career, and you know, he's, you know, was an old man when he, you know, unfortunately before he passed away. So, it's 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 interesting to see a, a man who's like lived, and to yeah. like see him like write about that in his music, and you know, and that's it's a different value. It's a different type of value because yeah, he has all this history, all this experience he's gone through. And being able to reflect on that is is definitely uh, uh, you know an interesting thing to to hear and listen about and uh, listen to. So uh, and hurt, I, I just feel like you know very emotional when I hear that song, and, and you can hear it in his voice, the grit in his voice. You know, you can yeah. you can tell his 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 voice is aged. You know, as he's aged too, and um, it. But it also goes back to the kind of core of like Johnny Cash and like just him on the guitar playing and singing. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's another one. I am, I'm probably blanking on so many, dude. Ah, what's the one we play all the time, dude. Long black veil. Oh, that, yeah, that, that is, that one always reminds me of like my grandpa and our family. I I, yeah. I I have a sentimental, uh, I would say, attachment to that song. One, again, we play that song any chance we have uh, together, and, and sometimes sometimes with your family, of course. And it's one that, like, I know your your uncle Mike and you know my my, my grandparents are in town. You know, they always like to hear that one. Yeah. Um, and again, a very emotional song too, and and the imagery, uh, you know, like you you just, oh man, it. Like playing it too, it's I don't know when we cover it, dude. It's kind of like it's like enjoyable. It's eerie. There's like all sorts of it things is. happening. It is, yeah, yeah. Even if we're like playing it and covering it, like it's just it holds that certain kind of um, weight behind it. So it, for me, it's the it's the song with the strongest imagery. Yeah, I, I yeah. Like the tone goes with the imagery so well. So and, well, dude. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, maybe that one just, rem- it's a sentimental thing. That one reminds me definitely of like being with your family and we, you know, we, we get Same. to for Easter and we, we play some songs for the family and, um, it's one that I feel like we get a request for usually. So yeah, it's, and, it's a, yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song. It's a really good song. Um, I'm coming. That's a little shuffle I'm doing right here. Uh, the sexy shiny shuffle. <laughs> I try. I try, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, dude! What's the what? What's the other one we play, dude? I know I'm naming all the ones we play together, but I mean they're all really um, good Johnny Cash songs. Do we do Ring of Fire or Walk the Line or something like that? I can't. Uh, what else do we do? You know what? I do like I like Walk the Line. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that song. It, it, um, and I think, obviously, I dove. I think I dove a little more into Johnny Cash, especially after the movie Walk the Line. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've only heard uh, uh, just a couple of his songs, and um, Ring of Fire, I think, was the one that I think a lot of people associate with and Hurt because those are kind of the ones on the radio. Um, you know, and us growing up listening like 
Live 105 in the Bay Area, you know, like kind of alternative rock. Um, yeah. We were exposed to that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know. After seeing the movie Walk the Line and, and really kind of getting into kind of reinvigorated into Johnny Cash and really getting to know uh, about his career and, you know, how he wrote songs and having a best friend who was like super into him. Uh, which was really cool, dude. Because I mean, you you show me some. I mean, you show me. You have. Uh, was it Folsom? Pr- was it? Uh, what was the live d- uh, vinyl you showed oh, me from Record Store Day? Folsom Prison. Folsom Prison. Right? At, fo- at Folsom Prison. Yeah, dude. Um, and you, I that. Uh, sorry, I have to mention this, but. Uh, oh no! Yeah. Uh, Joey showed me this. Uh, for, you got you got it for Record Store Day, right? Yeah, it's five discs. Five I discs. Say. Dude, the coolest thing yeah. though was when we sat down and listened to the the, the rehearsal, the pre like before yeah. the show. Uh, they were rehearsing just with their band in like Sacramento, you know, late at night in a hotel in a room, hotel like. room, dude. And then I, and the tape is all wonky. And, and was it you that cool, told me dude. that? Did you tell me that they played that show in the morning? Yeah, at like nine in the morning, dude. That's inc- I mean, like just thinking about like all that playing out and yeah, man. To have that energy and like, for the crowd to have that energy and yeah, there there, there was yeah. definitely something very special about Johnny Cash and and the way obviously the way he, you know, kind of uh, held himself you know as far as you know a performer and you know the way he kind of you know he looked the you know his the man in black man like yeah um, you know he had that specific look to him and and obviously his voice too he had a very distinct voice and tone and timber to his 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 uh the way he sang and and of course lyrically the, those combined you know it, it was a a very unique uh you know time and and being able to being able to now recognize Johnny Cash and to to have a lot of people still listening to his music and of course people passing on his music like I think Joe and I will do um, and continue to, to spread the word of Johnny Cash. But, um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have gotten my exposure to Johnny Cash. I don't think, be, you know, I wouldn't have gotten that if it weren't for you, Joey, because I feel like you really dove into, you know, Johnny Cash as, as an artist and really found his music and, and being able to learn some of those songs and play them with you and, um, and yeah, just really get into that space. Um, so that's why I'm interested to hear yours because I'm sure you have quite right an on. interesting list of Johnny Cash songs. Well, I'll tell you, I wish I'd gotten into him just a few years earlier um, when my nan was still alive because I got into him right after she passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, I do remember as a kid her telling us, you know, how, oh, we went to a concert at San Quentin and uh, the prisoners were like little ankle. Um, uh, uh, hand not handcuffs ankle cuffs or whatever yeah and they you know shuffle around and like they were serving the drinks and the dinner and like you know all that stuff it i didn't put it together until years later when i was like knee deep in johnny cash that i was like she she, they went and saw cash in fucking san San quentin dude Dude. how fucking cool is that That how rad is that dude that's so cool um so yeah so i mean and i got into johnny cat well here so I couldn't, I've got three songs that are like up there 
But then you've only got time for two more. And it's like, what parts of his career do you choose? And I was thinking about it. And the thing I love about Johnny Cash is I can hear his voice on record and tell you what decade he is in. Oh. Like based on how his voice sounds. Yeah, like yeah. Him in the 1950s sounds different than him in the 60s. Sounds different in the 70s. Sounds different near the end of his life. Like, yeah. So, um, you know, you can tell when he his voice is all hoarse from popping pills. You can tell when he's clean. Like, I like it. Um, so what I did was I went down and just chose a song for every decade. I left out the 80s because Cash, by his own uh, volition, said I was non-existent in the 80s. <laughs> um, um, I'm referencing Johnny Cash's autobiography, Cash by Johnny Cash, uh, which is an excellent read excellent. if you haven't checked it out. Um, <laughs> In fact, when we were in Scotland on our bus tour, the driver was like, you know, Johnny Cash discovered that he was Scottish and he came and... Um, Wait, what? Uh, yeah, he discovered that he was Scottish and he went to Scotland and um, he went to like the village where he's from and like everyone came out and he just sang songs with everyone for like a couple oh my days. God. And, like, that's, yeah. That's such a cool it's so <laughs> So rad. Um, so anyway, I'm going to start... At, in the 1950s. So this isn't my, this isn't my like order of number one through five. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you that after. But so starting in the 1950s, I'm going to choose the song Big River. Um, I love the song because it's fast and it's fun and it's got a really great little guitar riff. You know, and it's classic Johnny Cash. It's about him being brokenhearted and looking for his woman and, you know, she's <laughs> hightailing it all over the South. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, Big River is amazing. He uses a lot of great imagery, especially a lot of things you find with Cash. He was very um, kind of. He used nature imagery a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, which I really like. Um, very earthy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he believed himself to be Native American for like half his life or something. Yeah. Um, partly, partly Native American. Um, for the 1960s, I'm going to go Long Black Veil, the version that he recorded for Folsom Prison. Um, it's funny because in the middle of him singing it, you know, he has that line about... Um, I spoke not a word or, um, how's the verse go? Um, you know, the judge basically asks him, you know, what is your alibi? If you were somewhere else, then you won't have to die. Um, I spoke not a word. Um, cause it was his, his, be- he was with his best friend's wife, so he couldn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. So he'd rather, he'd rather die then rat out his, his best friend's wife. And she's the one in the long black veil who comes and cries over his bones. But while he's recording it at Folsom, you know, he gets to that line. Um, cause I was in the arms of my best friend's wife and he goes to sing the next verse and he starts laughing. He's like, did I hear somebody applaud? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so just, I love that. I love how he could be so in the moment of singing this and then throw that in there and then jump back into the song. Like fucking nothing. <laughs> it was, and the fact that his band members could do that. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know? Definitely. Because I mean, maybe it's different because it was a much more simplistic setup, you know, just the guitar and the acoustic and everything. But, and they're not like just, but like, you know, playing in a band, we couldn't always hear each other. It's you know, true, if somebody fucked up or if I wanted to go another line or something, whatever like that, it's not like everyone could have been 
we we did it one time when we won the Battle of the Bands. I don't know if you remember. Like I <laughs> I was so excited. It was the very end, and I was rapping, and I just talked really fast. And Simon, to his credit, just and like got up, and we all like met the tempo that I stupidly got up to. <laughs> but it's not like you can do that every single time. Yeah, and it, it takes the like fact that it. I was about to say it takes that like especially with his band like that. Uh, like the 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 vibes, right? Like you're definitely yeah. playing together and and having that kind of uh, that connection together at times. Yeah. You know, I feel like he always had like a pretty, you know, as far as his band, you know, it was pretty. Uh, he had a pretty solid band behind him all, all the time. Yeah. So. The Tennessee Two later became the Tennessee Three. Yeah. Later, later fired those guys. Uh, <laughs> so. For the uh, for the 1970s, I'm gonna go. This is the song. I was in Tower Records in the DVD section Tower looking Records. for movies Woo. with with nudity, <laughs> and um, Man in Black starts pumping through the speakers. Whoa! And okay. that was the moment where I first like took notice, and I was listening to the lyrics, and I was like, I I gotta fucking grab a Johnny Cash CD, like, and I went and got his greatest hit, or yeah, like the sixteen biggest hits or something like that, um, and. Man in Black has been the song that got me into cash. Like it was a total record store moment where you hear the song on the speakers and I got to go buy this record. So yeah, I came, I came to him completely on my own. There you go. Um, yeah. I love that. Thank dude. you. Tauber records. Rest um, in peace. Num- for the nineties, cause I'm sp- skipping the eighties. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, another very dark song. Delia's gone. Do you know this one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, for the for the music video, I think he murders Kate Moss, um, which is funny. Um, but yeah, just about this dude who is in love with this woman, so he murders her, and then he's in prison, and he's like bummed out that he's in prison, and uh, and she haunts him. So it's another very stirring very haunting song and uh it his voice is perfect for it so good i like it yeah uh we played that one too right delia i probably yeah we have sorry my cat's like yeah (laughs) oh you're good you're good um but yeah delia's gone is i love that song um but again it's not so big river long black veil and man in black are like this my top three cash songs that will come to mind immediately. Those are the, those These are other the ones are a little, are, are a little more difficult. Yeah. Um, for the two thousands, um, I went with redemption song, oh, his, his cover of Bob man. Marley and he sings it with Joe Strummer and they recorded it months before both of them passed away. And it's just fucking beautiful, dude. It brings me I to tears. I forgot about the song, dude. That song is so, ah, it's like, it's super, it's so emotional too, especially with the two of them. Um, yeah. And like, obviously, you know, obviously what Joe Strummer like represents too. And you know, the movement he was part of and, uh, fuck man. And then having those, just those two voices and they're, vo- you know, both of them, they have like pretty gritty, like deep, distinct, distinct voices. So it was great yeah. to hear that like on there. And, and especially cash at the end of his age and, 
Joe Strummer just because he's Joe Strummer, their voices were always kind of wonky and kind of out of sync and out of tune almost, but it works because of the raw fucking emotion behind it. It's so good. Um, yeah. I feel bad. I don't have a June Carter duet. Like I would want to find Jackson somewhere on here. Um, but so that's how I structured it was going fifties to the two thousands. Um, I will say long black veil is my number one cash song of all time. And I know it's not written by Johnny cash, but his rendition at Folsom prison, I, it might be my f- right up there with Hey Jude. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, it's my number one. It's, it's up there, dude. It might tie. <laughs> it might tie. But yeah, that's my top five for tonight. Man, I like that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you got to speak because uh, you've been such, you know, you've definitely have been such a Johnny Cash uh, you know, you've listened to a lot of his music. You've experienced some of his records. You've collected a lot of his records. So it was, it was, it was cool to see that list as far as like the different parts of his career and then the decades, and seeing also how some of those songs really kind of connected with you. So, um, dude, Cash, man, I always feel like, you know, I always when I think Cash, uh, you know, I think the Man in Black. I always think of you, man, because we play those songs. Um, and it it also just reminds me of like kind of the the bare bones of like songwriting and like really yes. diving into you know what what songwriting is and uh, and making you know writing a really good good song that really does tell a story and really has a lot of emotions and 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 other things happening behind it. You know, it's once the you know, the pen hits the paper, and you know those those words have that weight. You know, once you sing something, and and translate that to your listeners, it's like a whole other experience, dude. So, um, and a lot of his music, and some of it I have yet to listen to the rest. You know, there's probably a lot of Johnny Cash that I haven't. Oh, there's to. tons I haven't either. Yeah, because there's so much. There's so there's much, so much it, right? stuff, and there's bound to be a lot of probably not so great stuff because of the shirt quantity of it. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like you really can't go wrong. Obviously with both prison records, I wish I could put San Quentin somewhere on here. Yeah. Um, the, all of the sun, they collected his sun records into like the complete sun recordings oh. into like three CDs, like 15 years ago. It was really good. All really good stuff. Um, and then of course all the stuff he did with Rick Rubin, yeah, um, from that, like 1992 or three on. Yeah, that is. It's just home. incredible. Um, um, I was going to ask you, uh, what Johnny Cash records do you have in your personal record collection? Um, I've got at Folsom Prison, and then the at Folsom Prison like deluxe the, the, yeah. record store day version. <laughs> uh, I've got San Quentin. Gosh, I've got I've got a few others that like. Um, like my folks or I've gotten for gifts or any, or, you know, stuff like that. Um, stuff like, you know, what, what's nice or, you know, it's kind of like with, with cash, it's, it's hard to like find out what is his canon. What's the discography? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, because there are so many like minor releases or compilations or things like that. So I've got a lot of compilations and things like that. Um, and I don't know, I couldn't tell you like what 
his record records are, you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. we kind of went through that journey with, with the Beatles and now I could tell you one through 12 or 13, whatever it is. I couldn't do that with cash. Yeah. What's the defining, um, yeah. The defining kind of record and sound for him. Like, yeah, I, I, I think Folsom and San Quentin taking, taken as like a part one and part two because, and it's like a different person on each record part, you know, Folsom prison. He was just coming back from his, his big drug, getting clean and all that. Right. Um, and he's very humble. You can hear it in the recording. He's a little nervous. He's a little almost shy. Yeah. Um, he's still a really good, uh, front man, but there's a humility to him that is completely not there in San Quentin. He comes out on fire (laughs) and cocky as shit. And it, it's just as good. Um, like, that but the so songs are faster. He's screaming. He's like, <laughs> you know, he, 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 the first time you hear him on the record, like the song starts and you just hear him. Wow. Wow. You know, like, <laughs> he's just ready to go. Um, he's, you know, cause at Folsom prison catapulted him way back up. Like he'd already been, you know, he'd already had what a decade of a career. Yeah. Usually people are starting to wind down, but he was just getting back up, man. Um, it's it's incredible to think about that, dude. It is, and you know that he aged gracefully. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, there were there were you know he did a song called Chicken in Black and did a music video where he like punched it and dressed up as a chicken and like but that was like to get out of his like recording contract with whoever it was, um, Capital or Atlanta or something. Um, but for the most part his legacy is pretty unscathed, you know, he, yeah. he, I mean, God, he was posthumously nominated for a Grammy. He probably would have won if he didn't die. Um, so, you know, I don't think you can say that about a lot of musicians. Like, I feel like actors like, Oh, you know, they're acting and they, they passed away and they, you can act into old age, but it's hard to be an authentic musician that late. You know, you usually yeah, yeah. become like Elvis, you know what I mean? Like Elvis was not who Elvis was at yes. Sun Records with Sam yeah, Phillips. Yeah. You know As what I mean? He, started, he was that bloated yeah. personality. He was a caricature of himself where Cash to me always remained authentic. To yeah, himself um, and his sound. So that's yeah. that's very interesting uh, interesting observation. Yeah. So. Well, and I was thinking about it too, because like a lot of musicians, unfortunately, um, at least the rock stars or people who achieve that sort of fame don't usually live to be and cash wasn't even that old. He looked like he was fucking 90, but he was just 70 or 71 years old. When he yeah. Passed yeah. Away. Um, but that's still pretty damn good for a rock star. I mean, the only other person I can think of is like Willie Nelson, you know, um, like who, like who else like into old age, like Kurt Cobain killed himself. Like who, you know, who, what? Yeah. Eddie Vedder, maybe he's, yeah, but he's yeah. just in his fifties. He's not, there yet you know yeah um, no, i agree man and that's that's definitely you know i'm sure with fame and all that stuff and opportunity opportunities like that yeah it, i'm sure yeah. it there's they're met with a lot of those you know types of challenges and that's that is yeah. that is a hard thing especially to yeah. ensure the longevity of your career and and yeah. you know obviously your legacy you know so yeah. um, but at 70 years old to be making not only new music still but new music that people actually want to go out and buy and listen to yes. still, you know, like, cause how easy would it be for a musician to kind of age out? And then they're making, 
dad rock or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to, to, you know, you can't be a 60 year old punk rock. I mean, you could, you know, Joe Strummer, I don't think he was 60, but he was, he's, he was authentic, Yeah. but there's not many, it's not many artists, you know musicians I mean? who can do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you, man. That's, it's a very yeah. distinct kind of pathway and, um, you know, rest in peace, Johnny Cash. I think. Rest in peace. I'm, I'm now. I'm actually excited to yeah to to learn and dive into more Johnny Cash. Hell yeah! And maybe maybe change my list up a little bit, bury it up a little bit. We'll see. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! I could yeah, I've got so many. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. But right on, man. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you for that, Shawnee. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to share with our audience this week, Seth? Uh, I have a YouTube channel you guys can check out. Uh, I don't know how I found this dude. Um, I'm probably obviously because I watch a lot of music-oriented YouTube videos, but um, I found this dude in my feed, and his uh, YouTube channel is called Look Mum, No Computer. Uh, obviously, he's from England because he spelled mum as a mum. <laughs> And uh, the video, the first video I saw from this guy, uh, he's been making, I think, YouTube videos for, like, the last, like, couple years. But uh, he's he's still, like, he's got, like, 100,000 followers. And I think he's going to be on the up and up because I think his videos are very interesting. Um, So he builds, like, modular synthesizers. But the video I saw um, that got me into him was he took... He took a light, you know, those like the toy lightsabers that you find at like, to- you know, at like yeah. Target or something. I mean, they, they like fold out and they light up and whatever. And they sometimes they have sound or whatever. Um, so his thing is uh, he's what they consider a, a circuit bender. So they're, they're uh, hobbyists or musicians uh, who take electronic instruments or electronic uh, devices, sometimes not purposely made for music making and then they mess with the circuits and you know kind of do their thing and usually it's and you can have you kind of have an idea of like how circuits work this guy's like knows a lot about like how that stuff works but most of the time it's experimenting because that's how a lot of the synthesizers were made just taking you know and soldering and making electrical signals go to this thing and then this happens or whatever so this guy took a lightsaber and he modded it out with an accelerometer which you know shows like how high or you know like the our phones have it you know it measures like the right the you know the height and whatever um so he took an accelerometer and he managed to circuit bend the uh the lightsaber so when you move it it turns into like some somewhat of a theremin um and i don't know if anyone i don't know if anyone knows what theremin is but it, a theremin is was a musical instrument that had a like just a one sign tone and you would control it with your your movements you would control it it was just like this weird i don't know uh how to describe it actually it's it's it wasn't like a stringed instrument or anything it was just you would create different notes and tones by using your hand movement and what what you're doing there is you're interrupting the electrical signal in the air uh, to create different sounds, and that's how it like reacted and created sounds. So the same kind of similar thing is every time he moved the lightsaber up and down, it would create like a different sound and tone. And it's so funny because when he does like he does these little ex- explanations on how he makes it, and it's really quick. Like you know, he does like a fast forward. Like within a minute, I'm going to explain to you this. And it's funny because he does this kind of like this kind of like like 
rapping like I don't know it's like just like a really funny like rapping voice I, I don't know he's not rapping or anything but he's just like alright we're gonna about we're about to do this thing right here this is how you do this and like that and that and oh I only got five seconds left alright da 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 and then it's like this is it and then it's built and um so anyways uh, sounds like an auctioneer it's crazy dude and it, it dude seems pretty f- fairly young but um it's crazy dude he he builds modular I mean these are like fully built synthesizers um from the ground up man he builds these things from the ground up and i think one of the big videos he had other videos he had was he took the fur furbies old toys and he created like an organ yeah. or an organ with them so he, he like lined up like maybe 50 <laughs> furbies he wired them all together and made them somewhat in sync with each other and he and he like you press a knob and it would like do something and like the furbies would sing or something it, it's so interesting, dude, and um, and that's something as a musician for me. I've always been very interested in in synthesis, like modular synthesizers. Uh, one, I've always avoided it because of just the daunting task. I I think I'm maybe I'm a little scared to get into um, soldering and kind of like you know obviously working with electronics, and that's you know there's quite a bit of you know you kind of have to know a little bit of like where everything goes and how it's all tied together and what are, what are capacitors and all this shit. So, um, I am getting my coworker to kind of help me out and learn a little bit about, you know, kind of wiring and stuff like that. But nice. a lot of these projects that he has on his channel are, you can actually go out and build and he actually provides you with the schematics for it. Um, so it's super interesting, dude. Like, uh, some of it's like just wacky and you, you don't have to be a musician to really like understand it or like have an interest for like circuit bending. Um, sure. Yeah. But it is very interesting. Like you just think like, Oh wow. These like electronic devices that we have, like, you know, radios and stuff like you can change the, the way it, it sounds and, and create sound. It, it's, it's such a fascinating experience. And if you're able to understand that and, and figure out a way, like another project, like last thing to mention, have you ever seen, uh, I was in Walgreens the other day and I saw this. They're like, uh, a pocket auto audio book, like Bible. Have you seen yes. those there? And it's, I think it's just all the, like pretty much all the Bible verses all contained in this, like, pl- like playable device. And he got a challenge. Uh, he's like, you need to circuit bend one of those like Bible, you know, things. <laughs> and it's crazy, dude. He's like, and he even, he even admits, he's like, they built these things to like be not messed with at all. Like the circuits in here are like unmessable, you know, like you can't mod it out but he managed to do it and it was crazy. Like he was making all sorts of crazy sounds and like, you know, the Bible verses would come out and it'd be like different pitches and stuff. So it, it's, did a, you do one demonic? Please tell me he did it, one. That oh was demonic. dude, it was, it was, yeah. Demonic high pitched. It was, it was going, but the cool thing is circuit bending is so it's so, it's so like experimental. Like he almost went into it also like not like he's like, well, I'm going to wire this to this. So it might make this sound like he, it's like, and there's almost like a weird uncertainty, like, but also that, 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 um, that new kind of like organic way of like creating sound, like you, you kind of have an idea what's going to, what's going to be, what sounds going to be made, but also like, you don't, you don't know. Cause you can change the sound with, you know, if you patch a cable into another thing, then you, you're totally changing the, the way that electronical signals being created. So I, I'm sorry, geeking out super hard on this, but like, no, that's good. It, it was such an interesting YouTube channel to find. And I think most of the stuff I've been watching on YouTube is very like movie news related and kind of like video games and also, you know, kind of, kind of the realm of like what I'm into usually. And 
circuit bending has been something like I've been interested in in the back of my mind and I would love to get into and it, it, it would be a good skill to know, especially like soldering and like kind of knowing how to, to re-patch and re-kind of wire things. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But, uh, Bless you. Yeah, man, I'm going to sniffle all, all day, dude. Uh, well, yeah, check out his channel. It's uh, called Look Mum No Computer. And pretty much all the his original music as within the episodes are in it, and they're all made from his synthesizers, all analog synthesizers, no digital recreations or equipment and stuff. So, or I'm, I'm sure he's recording it through a digital interface, but all his sounds that's re- super rad, though. All his sounds are organically made, and I think that's what's very unique about. Um, and I think there is a small, I would even say there's still a big community of, of those types of collectors. Actually, my old professor. Uh, Andrew Waters, um, he has a Instagram channel and he, he hooks up all his little, uh, all his, um, you know, his like, uh, drum machines and, and just all the kind of analog equipment and he creates song, you know, songs out of them and uses MIDI information to, to create notes. Um, so there is a niche, uh, audience or a niche, uh, group of people who are really into that kind of stuff. Nice. So, um, uh, hopefully one of these days I'll be one of them. That, right on, that's what I got man. Sure, man. It was kind of like an interesting thing to find. I, I don't know. It's just different, you know. So yeah, um, that's cool. Joe, do you have anything to share this week? Yeah, real quick, I want to give a shout out to um, one of my coworkers, uh, Joan. She made banana turon. Have you ever had that, dude? Uh, Filipino, Filipino yeah. food. Yeah, she she, she brought some over, and it was amazing. So thank you. That was delicious. Um, super stoked. Um, she suggested that I freeze some. So I've got one frozen waiting for me that I'm very excited nice. for. Um, and then the longer one is speaking of Instagram channels or whatever. I finally uploaded my capstone back home to, uh, my Instagram TV channel. Oh, nice. Um, dude. Yeah. So, you know, I'm private. Don't follow me, but if you do follow me, you can check that out. Um, and I'm, I kind of just dived into my old, um, hard drive and started finding like old projects from college and stuff. Um, so I have kind of gone back and started re-editing and just messing, tinkering with things. Um, like I tinkered with back home, like, um, when I was editing back home, my editing teacher was like, Oh, you don't want to go above a six decibel thing or negative six, whatever. But it always came out so low and you did such a great job on all of the audio from, from, mixing and mastering and creating this sound effects and the specific themes for each section of the movie. So I, I went back and I raised everything up as best I could. So hopefully the sound pops a bit, a bit better. Dope. Um, cause it was always so way down. Um, but yeah, so I did that. I found an old, um, film that I actually shot on film, um, like an old film noir. So I, I've been re-editing that and, um, finding like little bits of music, um, from the third man soundtrack to put in there. And, um, hopefully we'll put some more stuff. I found, um, the sex effects songwriting process. I don't know if you remember that video. We shot that. Oh dude. Nine years ago. Um, if you have that uploaded, well, I was going to ask your permission on the spot in front of the imaginary audience. Um, if we could maybe throw that up on the uh, top five, let's do it, dude. Uh, Instagram channel, right on. All right, hell yeah, do blast from the, the past, show. man. Cool. Um, that's so cool, dude. Like I, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I, I, uh, 
I, I'm actually going to do something. I'm going to do that. Like, I was actually thinking this week, I have, a, I have like, two old hard drives that probably have some of our, even our old, like, blind issue stuff on there. Sure, um, yeah. So, like, it's crazy because it, it's interesting because, like, you know, and I, I could see this with hard drives, too. It's, it, it's obviously, you know, it's a historical, st- you know, digital storage, right? Um, so, you know, and some hard drives, you know, I've been lucky enough to to be able to, you know, have a hard drive and then fill that one up and, and be able to purchase another one and kind of keep going. And, um, but it is really cool to kind of go back in time and like check out one to also see where your head and your process was at, like as far as like your filmmaking and your, your writing and, and, you know, for me, the music and, you know, where I was at with like my skills and stuff. So it's cool to like reevaluate and like relook at like, wow, like this is what we were doing at this time. And, and like it, it's and then you know also seeing like how you've like grown too and like being able to come go back and edit and see you know how now with all the knowledge i have and that per, that new perspective how can i give this this uh this film or whatever else it is um you know a different perspective or different light um but also keeping the soul still the core of what you were trying to achieve there so like um it's funny i was like thinking about your your documentary back home the other day um and uh you know thinking about your you know it was really cool to like see you know your uncle mike and our friend josh um that, you know seeing them talk about you know their experiences with war and and obviously the the part of your documentary is, is them coming back from the war and and their experiences from there and how uh you know life uh has changed for them uh, you know, and, and we, you know, there's a lot of different themes that we talk about in that film. So, um, yeah, I'm really proud of like that film was really cool, man. Cause it, it definitely, and I get to say this too, being part of the project, but also like being part of like your family in a way. Oh, um, absolutely. You are. Yeah. You know, getting to really know Josh, but also your uncle Mike and, um, you know, getting to know that, that part of his life and, and just being, I, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to be there and, and to really experience that and, you know, firsthand, you know, hear that from him. Um, yeah. So I think that was, uh, that was a really good experience. And I, I know, I know you mentioned to me, I don't know if this is the last time we talked, but possibly doing a, a, another one or at least having, I would love to, you know, it'd be nice to, I think it'd be nice to sit those guys together again, man, and see I think so too. where they're at, you know, since the last, uh, time we sat them down together. That so. could be fun. Got to think of a like a nice hook, dude. You know, well, ah oh man, and and then you know, of course, uh, you know, shout out to anyone in the service, of course, that you know that was also, uh, you know, talking about life in the in the, uh, in, the in the army and and serving your country, and uh, you know, I admire. Uh, anyone who is a part of that, especially your uncle Mike and Josh. So, yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, but I mean, that's cool, dude. Uh, like that's really cool. You get to go back in time and just like check that out. And it must be kind of a trip sometimes, you know, like it's almost like, wow, I was like really thinking that, or like I made that decision or, you know, like you can kind of remember the process sometimes. And maybe sometimes you don't remember it. Like, how did I get, how did it lead me to this, you know, the step or whatever? Right. So, um, I'm going to do the same thing. I want to look at some old projects, like some old music projects and, um, also like 
just seeing, yeah, it, it, it's weird because it's it's a digital stamp, dude. Like it's like what you know what you were doing at that time, and uh, I could tell you this: if I look on a hard drive right now, my shit is so disorganized compared to like how I do it now. <laughs> Cause I know like, you know, and especially with, you know, you know, with videos, dude, like, Oh yeah. Organization. Organ- organization's the key. Is the key dude for fluidity and how else it's going to come out. So, um, and the same could be said for music, man. I have a copy of everything on like three hard drives. It's insane. So, um, that's why I'm like, I'm debating, like I'm b- probably going to buy like a four terabyte hard drive and just store just a bunch of stuff on it and literally put that on a shelf just to let it stay there. Yeah. Um, until I can open up one more time, maybe five years, ten years from now. Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, dude, I I think that's really fucking cool, dude. Yeah, so, I thought it was kind of nice. I can't uh, I can't wait to see know. this video now of uh, the making of. <laughs> I can't wait to to get it up. Yeah, maybe I'll do that tonight. Um, what? I'll let you know when it's up there. I was just thinking about like when we were uh, we did like a video for like when we were doing studio work with Blind Issues, our old high school band. Oh fuck, that's right, dude. Oh man, my my brother is so young too. Like we're all young, dude. Right? Yeah, we're just lads. We're just lads. Just lads. Reminiscing about the past. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you know when you're getting older, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> too old. Too old. Um. But yeah, Shawnee. I have one more question for you. You ready? Oh yeah. So ready for me. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? All right. You guys can find me <laughs> on Instagram at Sean Day Music. Uh, I rarely update it. I need to start getting better at, at putting pictures and stuff up there. But I am on there. I, I do check and interact, and like, um, and also, uh, yeah. You guys can find me on my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Uh, yeah, I think I changed the like look of it, but it's pretty much the same website. So just check it out, guys. I saw it. it looks very nice. I like it. I like, I like the black and yeah. white. Black and white is like cool color. It's classy. Yeah. Uh, Joe, where can uh, we find more of your work? Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, but it is private. You can you can try to add me, but I don't see the fucking point because I usually don't add people but if you want to try it's at Joey Prati um, and then you can check out my very public website at joeypratiscripts.com you can check out follow the show what have you what have you nots is at top five pod that's t-o-p-f-i-v-e-5 p-o-d on uh, that's gmail twitter instagram and on facebook you can check us out at top five podcast give us a follow give us a like give us a listen above all else uh we're on itunes and soundcloud so uh hopefully you're listening to us on one of those platforms right now um there we go shawnee it's been a lot of fun it's been fun dude it's been cool it's been a lot of fun cool conversation man we got a little cash in there you know yeah it's quite wonderful we got sandwiches um i think i think we have filled the the bellies of the imaginary audience's ears (laughs) with our words (laughs) um so until next time i'm joey Prati. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks for listening.
fucking God. Ah. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha.